Valentine's Day is supposed to be the most loving day of the year. And on Valentine's Day 2010, Richard Shelley was planning a romantic date night for him and his wife, Stacy. However, Stacy was planning a Valentine's Day surprise. The whole town remember. Stacy conspired with a Mr. Results to get Richard out of the picture for good. Welcome to An Easy, a podcast hosted by Lexi and Cecilia. This podcast is a collection of research based on haunting and mysterious events that will leave you feeling genuinely uneasy. Discretion is advised. Stacey Showick was born in 1972. When she was a child, she moved around a lot because her father died at a young age, leaving her mother, Sheila, to solely take care of her. She met her first husband in high school, and that's pretty much the extent that we know of him. And then when she was just 20, we do know that she married for the second time. She had her first son shortly after they married, but then she divorced her husband when her son was just a toddler. So after they got a divorce, she decided that she wanted to provide for herself. So she went back to school and got a degree in theology. She had a third marriage. And this marriage lasted six weeks. Okay, this this woman's <laughs> jumping, a, she's jumping around a lot for my taste right off the bat. The six weeks is giving very Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yes, very Kim Kardashian. So after her third husband, she realized that she needed to have some time to just focus on herself and just casually like go out on dates. And that led her to have her second kid in 1998. Um, this was not in a marriage. She just had a kid. Okay. And after she had her kid, she then moved to a different state to get a like job at a hospital. Um, and that's when 2001, she married again and she had her third son named Kevin and she was living in a town outside of Atlanta with her new husband. So for four years, she was then, she was married to her fourth husband and then 2005, they got a divorce. Oh my goodness. This is where I say at some point, you're the common denominator <laughs> of these situations. In 2007, she met her final husband, Richard. She met him at the hospital that she was working at, and he was a facilities manager. She, again, she had four husbands before Richard, and this led people to assume that she did have attachment issues. I can see that. I would assume that as well. So Richard Showick was born in 1964, and their relationship seemed picture perfect. It seemed like Stacy really loved him, and they weren't going to get a divorce. Their relationship did honestly last longer than all of her relationships almost combined, so that does say a lot. Richard had adopted two of her youngest sons. He loved her kids so much, and he loved Stacy. He was a Cub Scout leader for like one of the boys' dens and like the town that they lived in, and just an overall really good guy. He became a stay-at-home husband because he wanted Stacy to focus on work because she loved working, and she was working at a hospital, so that did mean that she had some really unpredictable, demanding hours. But while Stacy was at work, she was actually having an affair. No, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> 
<laughs> this guy is so good to her. <laughs> He's being a stay-at-home hubby. He's taking care of the kids, getting involved in extracurriculars. And she's flitting around. I think it goes back to the attachment issues. Where <laughs> yeah, it does go back to attachment issues. She was cheating on Richard with a guy named Juan Reyes. She had actually hired Juan as a surgical assistant for her hospital, even though he had no medical experience like whatsoever. Who authorized that? She is not HR, so I am not quite sure. It just like brings me back to like Grey's Anatomy. Like, where was the chief of surgery in that moment <laughs> to approve that whole situation? I I don't know how with no medical experience he did so well for so long because their affair in the workplace went on for years. Oh. So this wasn't just like a little fling like he was working there for a while. Yeah. And Stacy was his sugar mama. Oh. So she was paying for his truck, his cell phone, any trip that he wanted. And Stacy had a couple of rental properties, so he was also staying in her rental property. All the while, she's still married to her husband and yep. has all of her kids. Yes. Okay. And on Valentine's Day 2010, Richard was supposed to meet Stacy for a really romantic date. It is Valentine's Day. They were supposed to exchange gifts at a park nearby. This is at Belton Bridge Park. So Richard thought that they were going to exchange these gifts at the park, and then they were going to go to dinner afterwards. He knew that Stacy was working, and then she was going to be seeing her grandparents for a little bit because they were ill, and then he, she would be meeting him afterwards. However, this park that Stacy decided to meet him at was rather sketchy. It was notorious for murders and parties, what those are two like weird combinations <laughs> and also why did she pick that for like their romantic valentine's day gift valentine's exchange day. like imagine if someone was like yeah i want to take you to a nice date we're gonna go to this park that many people have been murdered at and all the high schoolers go party at uh, psych i would not be in the car if i was told in the car i'd call 911 <laughs> i would jump out I'm too suspicious for that. It was, it's like off the beaten like road and it's like right beside a river stream, but there's like no lights leading into the park. Hate that. And there's like one like little rinky dink sign that's like even saying that it is a park. It's very unkept. And so that's why like people party there is because no one like goes back there. Why were they there and not their home? Like, that's right? just so strange to me. <laughs> that is so strange. Why are you going to this unkept house, like, unkept park when you have your house? So strange. So strange. Um, but, yeah, so no one ever goes to this, again, no one ever goes to this park for anything other than bad things. Um, but Stacy really wanted to go there for some reason. So Richard had gotten there before Stacy because she was staying a little late. So she told Richard just to go ahead and then she would meet him. He arrived to the park around 8.30 p.m. So right as soon as he parked and got out of the truck, 
he was shot by an unknown shooter. Oh my gosh. Like as soon as he got there and stepped out of the car, he was just shot? Yes. There was wow. blood in and out of his truck. So it seems like he was like trying to get away, but of course they didn't really know for sure. Um, obviously he did not. He did die on scene and it was a really horrific crime scene. He was shot numerous times. Wow. So the person was just kind of camped out waiting for him to get there. Yes. And that's kind of the MO of the park. So, uh, again, it's not very untypical for this area. Stacy was the one to find him at around 9 p.m. She pulled up next to her husband's truck about 30 minutes after he arrived. And as soon as she got there, she called 911. She sees that there's blood everywhere. She sees that Richard has been shot. And so as soon as police arrived to the scene, they're so confused about just the crime scene in general. Because while this is a place that people are murdered at, most people there have been like murdered by people that they know. So they'll get like lured to the park. And then their bodies will be dumped in the river that goes through it. Okay. And he was kind of unsuspecting. Yeah, this is such a desolate area, so it's not like you're just going to happen, like, stance, find someone. And none of Richard's wallets, Valentine's Day present, all of that was still in the truck. Nothing was taken, so they didn't think that it was a robbery. And the Hall County Sheriff, the sheriff of the area where the park was located actually said two shots to the abdomen, one to the chest, and then two to the face. That's overkill. Yeah, it's overkill. That's somebody who has a connection to the victim in my eyes. <laughs> yes. So that's what the police were trying to figure out. Like, obviously, this wasn't a robbery. So who was it? Was it Stacy? And Stacy was on the suspect list originally. She was the sole beneficiary of Richard's half a million dollar insurance policy that she actually had just upped weeks prior. That's so suspicious. That's always a red flag, guys. <laughs> Tell sign. <laughs> always. If your partner ups your insurance policy, hide. Question things. Hide. Like, have serious conversations a serious conversation though that she had with the police was very interesting stacy randomly told the police that she was having an affair with juan reyes for years she just they were talking about richard if he had any potential enemies and then during one of these meetings she just casually mentioned oh yeah i've been cheating on richard for years so she just like slightly slid that in there, but not so slightly because it wasn't smooth. I assume that she just was like, oh, by the way. Yeah, not so slightly, but I do believe that it was to get the police off of her and put all their attention yeah. towards Juan because that immediately calls Juan to be the main suspect. And when he was interrogated, he did tell police he had nothing to do with it. He actually didn't care about Stacy at all. <laughs> he was just using her and taking her money 
and putting it all towards his ex-wife as he was trying to impress his ex-wife and get back with her. The player gets played in this situation because he got his bag and then was using it for what he wanted, not on Macy. Yeah. He was like, I would not kill Richard because Stacy literally means nothing to me. Oh my I gosh. love my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a twist. I know. Um, and they confirmed Juan had an alibi when Richard was killed because he was shacking up with his ex-wife during that time. A very romantic Valentine's Day special where exes reunite. So this kind of led police to a dead end because no one had a motive to kill Richard. Again, literally everyone loved Richard. And... Stacy had shown to have an alibi. They knew that she ha- was having an affair, but the person she was having an affair with also had an alibi. So this really led police to a dead end. Until IT at the hospital she was working for was coming through her computer and noticed that her inbox for the day of the murder and two days prior was completely emptied. There was nothing in her mail for those three days. That's really strange. Like she was just deleting all emails that were coming in. She deleted everything. Wow. So even like company, I mean like that companies send random emails. Everyone knows you get a thousand emails a day from your company. That's very suspicious. Yeah. So they, they thought so. So they called the police and they're like, hey – we really think there's something in Stacy's emails. We're actually just going to send them all over to you. Like, you don't need a warrant. We have all the backups. Here you go. And that's when police found that Stacy had wired Major Ross, which was a medical assistant at her hospital, money twice. So the first one was a couple of weeks prior to the Valentine's Day murder, and that was for $8,902. And then the very next day, she sent another $1,100. So totaling all to ten grand and two dollars. Why? Police th- brought Stacy back in, and they were like, "What? Why are you sending ten grand to a person at the hospital?" And Lenitra was living in one of her rentals, so she said that she was giving Lenitra money for like maintenance, like paying her back. That's a lot of money in maintenance. Yep. It's also just suspicious. Police believed it, though. They were brought back to another dead end. They thought that what she was saying was credible enough until Stacy's cousin, a woman named Connie, actually came forward and told the police that Stacy had a Chevy Impala that she was supposed to be selling for her grandparents' expenses, but... Connie, her cousin, hadn't seen the money. The car kept disappearing and reappearing. And she just thought there was something really off about the whole Impala situation. So the police then, like, look into the Impala and see, like, okay, like, is she trying to sell it and, like, scam her family or what? And then that's when they find that the tires of the Chevy Impala were the exact same tracks that they found at the park that day. Oh, 
this is when the investigation really starts to heat up. So when they start looking for this and Paula trying to see where it went, they find it at Lenita Ross's house. Wow. So that's the woman that she was sending money to. Yes. So then police got a subpoena for Stacy's phone records to figure out what was going on. And that's when they found they found that she called someone at 840 Valentine's Day night. Richard arrived to the park at 830. And who she called, their phone had pinged near the park. So she called someone that was at the park with Richard 10 minutes after he got there. Stacy's contact for this person was listed as Mr. Results. You're joking. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so. They then tracked. That. <laughs> Sorry. That just sounds so ridiculous. But literally, like, where did you get that from? I think like, it's from a, a James movie? Bond movie. <laughs> Yeah, like, what? So she hired, like, at this point, they probably think she hired somebody, right? Yes. And that assumption is correct, because the number traced back to a person named Reginald Coleman. This was a personal trainer who worked at Stacy's office. And Reginald was dating Lenitra. So, oh, so everybody's connected in this little circle now. There's a whole entangled affair situation going on at this hospital. It is Grey's Anatomy, 110%. It sounds like Grey's Anatomy, (laughs) but like with a really dark twist. (laughs) With a Mr. Results that works there. So while they were also looking at Stacy's phone records, they found a text from Lenitra saying, I forgot to tell you I'm coming in late tomorrow. By the way, happy Valentine's Day. Come to find out, this is actually the code that Stacy and Lenitra had planned together as like, hey, we killed your husband. <gasps> Mission successful. Wow. So when... So you're like smart... She was smart about that, but she wasn't smart enough about her car or, like, the wire transfer or anything like that. Like, why did you do it on your work computer? Why did you have those emails connected to your work computer in the first place? And then you're going to park your car? No, and you're going to park your car at her house? Like, it's just all very sloppy, but you're going to have a code word for when he's dead? That's very surprising to me. I think that she honestly watched like one murder movie and was like, okay, this yeah. is how it's going to go down. So Stacy did say she wanted the murder to look like a robbery. She had recruited Lenitra to help her with the murder. And her boyfriend was the one that actually shot Richard. So Stacy had said this had all like come from lunch one day when Stacy said that she wanted to get a divorce from Richard, but she didn't want her kids to be given to him because Stacy was working bad hours. He had officially adopted her kids and Oh yeah. And he was a good dad. And he was a good dad. 
So Lenitra said, oh, don't worry about it. My boyfriend can take care of that for you. So at lunch one day, she was like, just outright was like, yeah, my boyfriend. Casual, casual, like lunch conversations with your coworkers. That always blows my mind when conversations like that happen at work. Like, I think there was another case. It may have been David Parker Ray where they were having casual conversation yes, it at was, work yeah. about stuff like this. But I'm like, how how are you not scared that your coworkers are going to like listen in on you? It's just so weird to me. It's like whenever you are a waitress and you tell the other waitresses every deep and dark secret of your life and then you like never see them again. Never see them again. And you're like, all that information is just floating around out there that people have on me that induces anxiety how are you not anxious talking about murdering your husband in the lunchroom so strange what's even more confusing though is Lenitra offered her boyfriend but that was actually his first kill ever oh I assumed that it was something he was like skilled in or had done before no, he didn't even own a gun. Stacy had to give him $600 to get a gun. She had to give him her car to use for transportation. And he didn't even do what she wanted. He didn't take any of Richard's belongings. Right. I was going to ask about that because when they got to the scene... They, nothing was gone, but you were saying that she wanted it to look like a robbery. So he didn't even do the job right, did he? No, he did not. And she said that she even asked Reginald to only shoot him once in the head, claiming that she didn't want him to suffer. And he shot him multiple times in a really horrific way. So nothing went the That's way... That's alarming. <laughs> That's alarming that it's his first kill and he did it so ragefully. Like, I even made the comment that it sounded like the person was, like, connected to him. Yeah. So nothing went the way that Stacey wanted. So this plan that she had conspired with her friends obviously did not work out. But she still gave Reginald ten grand, and she promised that Lenitra could live in the home that she was living in rent-free. I just don't equate killing somebody to free rent and 10 grand. To her, it was worth it because she wanted to have her kids. She tried justifying her actions by saying that Richard was actually sex- sexually abusing her two children. Um, however, this could be true, but I personally do not believe that to be true because her sons have adamantly denied these claims. But... I really think that Stacey just really feared losing custody over her children and wanted to put, like, an end to that. Um, And 10 grand to her was not that much because she was getting half a million. So Stacey never ended up getting her half a million dollars, and she ended up losing custody of her children anyways because May 2010, three months after the murder, she was arrested. Police came to her work. And she actually locked herself in a room that only she had access to, trying to prevent the police from arresting her that day. Girl, be for real. Like, (laughs) you can't stay in there your whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they can bust down the door as well. Come on. Yeah. 
Yeah. She did later surrender that day um, and then pled guilty to malice murder on December 3rd, 2012, two and a half years after the murder took place. But what is ironic is on February 14th, 2013 is when she was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So the anniversary of the murder and also Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> she was sentenced to life. How lovely. Without the possibility of parole. That's like a big deal. She's going to be there for the rest of her life. Well, Stacy actually was supposed to get the death penalty for her crimes, but she made a deal with the prosecution that she would testify against Lenitra. Um, so that's how she was actually able to just get life in prison. They were not messing around with the death death penalty or this case at all. To this day, she remains incarcerated in Pulaski State Prison in Hawksonville, Georgia. And for Reginald Coleman and Lenitra Ross, they both faced the exact same sentence. They both pled guilty to malice murder and were sentenced to life without parole in November 2012. Stacy, Reginald, and Lenitra will stay in prison for their crimes. Richard was tragically killed so Stacy could keep custody of her kids, and now her kids are without both parents. If you were thinking about hiring a hitman this Valentine's Day, just know divorce is in fact an option. Next week on Uneasy, we discuss the case of the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders. This is one that has haunted Oklahoma for years, as it left three young girls brutally murdered in a senseless crime at a sleepaway camp. Is it a cold case, or did the killer get away with it? Form your own opinion with us next week, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.